0: welcome to the trade table on sin 90.7 for all you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by afl TRDON. like us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on twitter at the trade table hello and welcome to the trade table on 97 90.7 sin fm yesterday we were trawling through the news for hours, trying to find any sort of a trade deal. Anything, just give us something. We, we couldn't get anything, and now today we've been blessed. Oh, we've got footy bless of God, much. just haven't they? But footy blessed of God, just haven't they? Footy <laughs> have got You footy gods, <laughs> <You've> <laughs> 40 gods have blessed us, haven't they? Um, and it's pretty huge news, but more importantly, there's only two of us in the studio today, oh, no. so you're stuck with just our voices. And for I've, a whole I've hour. had a very
1: frantic afternoon. As I was uh, catching the train into the studio, I've actually managed to. Uh, Check my bag, it's leaking, and my laptop screen
0: is absolutely cooked. So about as cooked as
1: my nose at the moment. So if so. Dan
0: says half a sentence about a trade deal, that's that's not because he's incompetent. It's because <laughs> that's his laptop. I can't read half that's of my just because he can't read half his <laughs> screen. So the very complicated Jake Lever deal, we can only do half yeah, of Yeah, sorry. That's just, just the D's part. <laughs> um but talking of the Jake Lever deal. Let's get straight into it. talk Let about is, that. Let's dive straight into it. We need to it needs a bit of explaining, doesn't it? It does. I mean
1: Adelaide were playing hard ball for this whole period. They did not want to let him go. But ultimately, Lever was like... I mean, the fact that they didn't invite him to, to their BNF, that was really... I reckon that's fun. a bit stiff. That's it was a bit, a bit stiff, wasn't it? And I, think, I mean... Yeah. But uh, they, D's were originally uh, offering pick 10, pick 27 for him mm-hmm. for the, in this year's draft. They weren't going to accept that, Adelaide. Uh, Melbourne sweetened the deal. They've uh, now chucked in pick 10... And um, a first rounder for next year, which I think would probably be twelve plus, mm. considering they finish. Yeah, top it's gonna be six. it's gonna be it's
0: gonna be closer to eighteen than yeah sort of, than yeah. one obviously yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, um, and a fourth so, rounder as well, haven't they?
1: And a fourth rounder. Um, oh no, so that's um, yeah yeah for Adelaide a fourth rounder. The D's received Jake Lever pick thirty five and a twenty eighteen third rounder and this is reportedly a four-year deal 800 yep. to 850,000 expected for him which is a some big money way more than way over some what Adelaide were going to offer him. Yeah. Who do you reckon wins this Sam? I
0: mean, it's to be honest with you, having a look at that Adelaide getting picked 10 and having played in the grand final this year and as well as a first round of next year, that shows a there's a lot of chance for development. There's a yeah. lot of chance for a good two young players to come to their team. Um in the same way that it's been worrying for the Dez because if Jake Lever and they don't really come along this year, they've given away a lot of, they've given away a lot of ground, haven't they? Yeah,
1: I know. I mean, if they don't come on, it's, it's potentially seriously dangerous because say they finish in like a, I don't know, a 10th spot or, or less, they're giving away like a pick eight or a pick nine in next year, which is a super draft. We'll get to that later with Saints and Bulldogs with picks around that mark. Wow, it could be potentially dangerous, but I think that this deal is actually really even because we look at the Crows, um, they've now got 10 and 16 in this draft, plus what they're going to receive for Charlie Cameron, which is probably going to be around that late first rounder. And they can bolster their list with young talent. They've already got plenty of talent in there already, and they haven't had the luxury of having these top draft picks for quite a lot of years. They've had to yep. trade in. With the likes of Betts, Lynch, etc., and Sam Jacobs as well, but the thing that really um, stands out for me having these picks, Bryce said a couple of days ago, Bryce Gibbs, nope, he's off the table. Does again, this
0: once br- again? He's off the table after having after rumors persisting that he might be. Yeah, but moving. does
1: this mean that he's back in the frame now? They have these picks, this war chest of picks yep. in the
0: middle to late first round. Well, I think it really does. But uh, one thing I would like to add to that is that I think you're going to see this as well we we're going to talk about the um the other deal with Devin Smith in a bit later as well where f- uh, future picks have been offered up yeah and current picks have offered up is that you're going I don't think you'll see many of these clubs actually going to the draft with these picks will you they they're, they're going to take these in the full knowledge that they're going to be giving them away to get another player do you think or do you think that Adelaide are going to keep both 10 and 16
1: uh, it's hard to say i mean like it depends whether the blues are willing to give it up also willing to take it and also depends whether Gibbs wants to go ultimately he's the the main one yeah. the the main party here he seems pretty settled at uh, the Blues but he was very keen to uh, you know go back home last year so that remains to be seen on to the D's side of things yep Lever was selected with uh, pick fourteen in the twenty fourteen draft, but I reckon he holds a lot greater value than that considering he w- was uh, rushed ruptured his ACL in his draft year. So he could well have been a top ten selection. He's I'd say he's a future All Australian defender and he is already one of the leading interceptor in uh, sorry, one of the leading interceptors in the comp and with only fifty six games of his of experience. That's very impressive. <laughs> As is if we know intercept defenders are worth their weight
0: in gold at the moment. Yep, and a lot of people were saying that oh no, he didn't even make the top ten in the BNF he wasn't even invited to. But <laughs> he he missed two games with injury and and at a club that, you know, went to a grand final. To make the top ten yeah. in the BNF at a club that makes the grand final is very hard.
1: In his what, third year in the competition. He's twenty one. Well. Yeah, exactly. He's twenty one, right.
0: so um I don't think I don't th- I think we can we made this point on the show, I think, a day or two ago, that we look I think we read too much into BNF placings. Mm. Melbourne, I don't think for a moment, would have considered anything. Yeah, like oh, a, yeah, no,
1: you would finished top 10. No, 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 we're no, not going to give they up would and uh, no they point would they knew, have said that. They, they haven't really sold the farm, though, because they've gotten pick 35 back. And I reckon this is likely to snag uh, snare Fremantle's Harley Ballack, who was a, a late first rounder a couple of years ago. Well, felt a bit homesick, um, I think, during the year. Uh, I think he actually left the club at a stage and went back to Melbourne. Um, I think this is a pretty good coup for them like a, he may not slot into their 22 right away but I think he's in the, he's a good depth sorry a good, good depth, depth player, player yeah. yeah well I mean and he only
0: got four games this year with yeah. Freo, which I think is probably is worth much more and than and his four debut games. as well yeah exactly yeah and
1: Josh Marnie has said on trade radio in the last hour that they should be able to get that deal done which is good and as we were saying yesterday as well um, as I think I believe Harrow actually was saying yesterday um, with the Tom Boyd trade. Mm-hmm. If a player can get you a premiership, it's worth its weight in gold and it doesn't matter what you give up for it. Yep. So if this means that, you know, it could be the missing piece in the puzzle for the Ds, getting this star, uh, future defender, star, yeah. intercepting defender, it could be a But do you think clip. an
0: intercepting defender could win you a premiership? I reckon what? it can. I reckon it can. Well, I mean, we saw Rance. He's not intercepting defender per se. He, yeah. he intercepts quite a lot of balls, but he also can play. He also plays man and man. Lever yeah. doesn't really do that role. And as we saw much.
1: Townsend limited uh, Lever's influence. I was worried going in as a tight supporter into the grand final about Lever because mm-hmm. we had so, we have so many smalls and not enough talls, and he would have been just the one, you know, getting into the like those long balls going forward. Yep. He's marking them. I think he can make an absolutely massive difference to the Ds. and I expect them to be top eight anyway, regardless of whether he was there or not.
0: Yeah, but
1: yeah, I'll, so. I'll,
0: it's an interesting question to think about how much a player can actually, how much is a player worth, especially mm-hmm. if they win your premiership. Look, if he, if, if Melbourne finished top four next year, you know, you'd say it's, it's you know, it's, it's definitely been worth their while to give away all those picks. If they don't, and he doesn't, and he can't influence the game as much as he does, as he saw in the grand final, then you know. But this is, of course, all speculating. But yeah. if he doesn't, if he doesn't influence as and much, and of course that's what we have to do. We have to yeah, speculate. All we I can mean, do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if he, so I'd say if Melbourne come top four next year and he really performs, Melbourne win out in this trade deal. Yeah. If definitely. if if he doesn't really, or you know, you see Adelaide bring in two young players, and you know, develop their squad even more. It's already basically a premiership squad, and if they bring in two young players and develop mm, it that way, that
1: could potentially gel in the next couple of years and Im- yeah. improve them so
0: quickly. Sure. So quickly, would you rather be Adelaide or Melbourne in this circumstance? Oh, I would probably, question, I'd isn't probably
1: it? prefer to be D's just because one of their star defenders that they've um, you know brought up for the first three years is leaving them, and also the fact that they're probably going to lose Charlie Cameron as well. Yeah, I mean. They could potentially look at uh, Aaron Norton at around that pick 10 range, who's another, who's a, probably the best uh, yeah. pure tall defender in the draft crop. Yeah. But you're losing someone that's guaranteed to yeah. be, or not guaranteed, but almost guaranteed to be a future star.
0: Yeah, I think that's important as well, that they're grand f- uh, you know, teams that are looking to win premierships aren't going to bring in young players, are they? They're mm-hmm. not going to bring in new draftees. They're going to be looking for already established or about to be established yeah. players to win them a grand final. That's, that's the one problem I would have if I was Adelaide in this perspective. But yeah, for sure. I don't think either side would be too disappointed, would they? Yeah, and that brings us on to the next complicated trade deal of today. <laughs> There's multiple. <laughs> we apologise. But um, Devin Smith, it's now done. It is, is it? indeed. That's uh He's one of one of the three S's. And I think uh, this three S saga might go on for a while. Yeah, might, it uh, may.
1: But they did get a a, a nice little uh, pick twenty four as well. When I first saw this, I actually saw pick eleven for Devin Smith, and I just thought, "What is Adrian Dodora doing?" But <laughs> I, I checked again. Yeah. Had a bit more of a look at it, and I reckon the S and honestly win out in this. They received Devin Smith pick twenty four and GWS's uh. 2018 second round selection, which is likely to be Higher around the that. round just yeah. it, you know if they finish top four, that's likely to be that 32 to 36 pick. Mm-hmm, yep, in 2018. And GW, for GWS, what do they get? They get pick 11 in this year, which is gets them back into the first round. They were out of the first round because of um the Lockie Whitfield incident uh, last year. Yep, and also the Bombers' third round selection, which. Third round yeah, selection starting. It's to
0: probably about like the fifty mark, I'd say. Yeah, which yeah, isn't great, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's a, a fifty mark player is genuinely yeah. a depth player. I mean, that's all. It, I think that's all they. That's sort of they're essentially trading. You know, a first round player and a depth player. Yeah. In return for you know Devon Smith and uh, twenty four players are going yeah, to be quality.
1: Yeah, or maybe not quality in this draft, but like you should be able to get a, a fairly good player. Yeah. Who but wins out of this one, mate? Well, oh, I, I do think the Bombers and. That is because Devin Smith is a very underrated player. We do tend to overrate players around this like trade period and stuff, but I genuinely think he's underrated. He never really got the opportunity to uh, uh to blossom at GWS. He was pick 14, which is you know exactly the same as Lever, which is you know a bit of a coincidence there. But um he wanted to play midfield at the Giants, and he just never, never got gifted that because of that star-studded lineup that they have. I think in one of his in one of his earlier years, he actually finished second in the BNF, which is a testament to his talent. And I mean, Dodoro's D- is actually confirmed at a press conference earlier today that they're trading him in as a mid. Yep, it is hard to see whether he gets because um, I mean, the Bombers' midfield at the moment reads Merritt, Heppel, Zaharakis, Parish does he fit in over parish he maybe doesn't fit in over zaharacos it remains to be seen but i almost reckon this is a be, a bigger coup than uh stringer just because he has the capacity to be a consistent performer yep. whereas stringer obviously had and obviously is their off-field uh baggage with stringer as well the thing with uh smith i reckon he has a lot more class than uh people give him credit for and He's played his most of his footy as a small forward, so you know yeah. it's one of the hardest positions in the game to play, and he's done that pretty well. I think he's managed to get about a goal a game, which is quite yeah. good. Yeah, so a, he's yeah, hot, he's fairly, managed a
0: goal to, uh, yeah, a goal a game essentially, yeah, yeah and um, a fairly
1: high disposal count as well. And the thing is, for the Don's, he does have the capacity to go forward as well. Yeah. So it's not he's not just your one dimensional uh, winger, you know. Uh, on ball, who can use the footy, he can also go forward and kicky goals.
0: Yeah, I think that's the really important part as well is that he's multidimensional. Um, and, you know, even though he had to go, like you said, he had to go forward this year because of that's such a good midfield, but he still averaged eight and a half disposals a game yeah. this year. So that's, that's exactly really right. impressive for a bloke that's not spending all his time in the midfield and going forward and, and still he, found a goal. Yeah,
1: and if he can get his body right, he's had injury issues over the past couple of years. If he can, if he can get his body right, I reckon he, he's going to have an extremely... Good
0: season for the Dons. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of the Dons, they get they now have twenty four and twenty nine. Getting P- the picks in the draft, yeah, Yep, Which you know, as we said before, it's not quite the strongest draft this year, but those are still valuable picks. Yeah. Do we think that these could be used to sort of make an Adam Saad, Jake Stringer situation work?
1: That's the thing. We'll, we'll get to a bit later with um, well, just after this with Adam Saad. Yeah. In terms of Jake Stringer, I probably think. The, the Aaron Francis deal is going to be crucial to this. I mean, he is probably worth around about a late first rounder, I think, um, Aaron Francis. And that is seems to be, well, it was a bit of a slap in the face for the dogs, this deal, because they wanted pick 11 mm-hmm. as well as they probably would have given uh, Essendon a pick back. But they no longer have that pick 11. So it's going to have to be a late first rounder. I think 24 or 29 isn't going to cut it for Stringer. Yeah, all The do- all dogs won't accept it, but the thing is they've got no, you know, they're standing on one foot because they pushed him out the door. Beveridge doesn't want him there at the mm. club anymore, so they're still going to have to take what they can get as long as it's reasonably high. And I think like a 19, 18 sort of yep. peak, I think that's all the crows <laughs> say because Francis is after... Um, uh, a side, you're know, going to a side in South Australia, yeah. So that would be, you know, ideally Adelaide, maybe as an interceptor. A nice little uh, uh, career, considering Jack Lever has left them. I think that pick 18 could do the job for stringer, but then, then uh, in maybe GW, 29 facade, yeah, 29
0: yeah, facade. It's a difficult. It's a difficult situation to guess, yeah. but in terms of GWS, um, they're having a bit of an exodus of players, aren't they? So they've lost Devin Smith. They're going to lose Nathan Wilson and Matt Kennedy.
1: Yeah.
0: But that means they're going to get a whole Hopefully clump of picks in that. They now, like you said, they're back in the first. They're back in the first That's round. The round draft. as well, yeah. Yep, and they and now they have picked 20. Now have 11 and 26, don't they? Yeah. So they have 26, and they're going to get. Somewhere in that region of maybe, you know, 30 yeah, to 40 get, for Nathan Wilson. Maybe even early, late 20s. I reckon,
1: I reckon that could be late 20s for, um, for Wilson. Yeah, I the, think he's worth probably... He free a, a, no, he's not a free agent. But not, yeah. yeah, what Freo would give up, because Freo, he's like, would go to Freo. What Freo would mm-hmm. give up for him. And I'd say the Blues, even though they don't have a pick in that, well, they have three and 39, I think that they'd have to get, you know... A pick twenty five or so for Matt Yeah, Kennedy. they'd have to bring in a pick twenty five yeah. or something like that. And so,
0: in theoretically, GWS could have 11, 26, another pick in that late twenties region, and then
1: another pick in the mid twenties region.
0: Yeah, and then and then potentially, you know, a, a much later on pick like a thirty yeah. to a forty. So that's a lot of that's a lot of picks to play with if they wanted to bring in yeah. someone, isn't it? And that's the thing. I mean,
1: I reckon it would be wise for them to look to next year's draft because. In 2018, it's going to be you know, stockpiled with talent. A couple of the kids uh, from next year could have even gone top three this year, which is crazy to think that with a year less in their development. But it's, I reckon they could almost um, unleash in this trade period with th- that sort of uh, war chest that they've got. Mm-hmm. They have the capacity to look for these players, or you know, maybe look for a halfback flanker. Yeah. Um, maybe look for another like, inside sort of midfielder like Matt Kennedy. But they do have a lot of talent currently at the moment, so they might just sit and, so, yeah, and sort of sit. stockpile for the future and just continue to churn out these uh, number one, oh, sorry, first-round draft picks, as yeah. they have been over the past six or seven years.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, the one thing that we, we did see about GWS this year is that even when they had a whole host of injuries, they still had the depth to cover it. So it's not like mm. they need... It's not like they desperately need to go out and search for players right now. So yeah. I think that might, it might... That's actually not a bad, bad call from you there, Dan. and that They might just wait on until, you know, the 2018 draft. Or something. Yeah, so we're going to uh, get straight into trade news here. Uh, we're going to talk Adam
1: Saad first. Mm-hmm. So he uh, chose Essendon uh, as Or he nominated Essendon his preferred club. And he did that a while ago, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I think it was a few days ago. But ultimately, the priority for him is getting back to Victoria to be with his family very um religious man, and obviously um, he's just missed his family, so he wants to move back to Victoria. Carlton. And Carlton have come um, in. or oh, yeah. they, they were in the frame originally, and he chose yep. Essendon. And but now it's, it's they've starting sort of to open in, up a bit. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think it's like, as, as Essendon haven't clearly been able to sort of make something work, He's had to sort of look in a different, not, yeah. not look in a different direction, exactly. but other names have been tossed.
1: That's right. That's right. And, and now that the Bombers have picked 24, I reckon he's probably a better chance of going there. <laughs> but we're just, uh, just going to d- have a little discussion. You're, you're yeah. getting
0: my cough now. I, I apologise. It's too much but- time around you. <laughs> it's disappointing. But, yeah, we are going to have a bit of a discussion here because Carlton, they only have picked three and 39. Yeah. Not a lot in the middle. He's they're not giving up
1: pick three for him and they're not going to get him for 39 39, unless they give a player yeah as well maybe yeah but that's so we're we're just gonna ask the questions throw it out there who is uh sorry where is Sad a better fit
0: um for me I like I don't know can already have a really good solid defensive setup like I don't think they really need to bring in like I mean obviously you always want to bring in quality players but I don't think they really need Saad as much as what Essendon, Essendon would, or Essendon what he would anger. add to
1: that side, yeah. Yeah, I um, think
0: you, I think you're right there. He would add a lot more to an Essendon side yeah. than a Carlton side. I have to agree. I mean, like, Cade
1: Simpson is on his on well, his last leg. Like, he's still playing some good footy. He's yep. probably got a couple of seasons left at the Blues, but Sad could be that replacement, that run off half back. It means Sam Doherty could go, could work into the midfield potentially as well. But I think Doherty's probably a better fit. On the half, uh, half back flank, but for the Dons they have Connor McKenna rising. They sort of lacked a little bit of run out of defence, I think. Um, other than Connor McKenna, so I think he's probably the better fit there. And they're also the more the one that's uh, the team that is closest to success than uh, the Blues, which are pr- probably yeah. I five think after having away.
0: spent so long playing at the Gold Coast, you'd want to sort of. <laughs> yeah. You'd yeah. want to take as much opportunity as you can. And you sort of
1: just watched Sard; he'd start on a run, and he wouldn't even know where to finish. Like he'd just go on runs, bounce, bounce, bounce. He, I think he, yeah, he, definitely got. I think he was first running bounces uh, mm. this year, and maybe even last year as well. As an Essendon
0: fan, how excited would you be to know that Sard and Tipper are both going to be playing in the same team yeah, and both exactly. going on those climbing kind of
1: Speed. The thing is, their their speeds more in the forward half with uh, Fantasia, mm. uh, Tim Moody... Collier, who has been linked to trade rumours, but whereas their defence, you know, you've got your Hurleys, uh, or Hooker may go back there because of our Stringer, but I think side is a a good pick up for them and probably mm. benefits them more. Yeah, considering they're in that sort of frame. I mean, they made finals this year, which is a tremendous achievement considering where they've come from.
0: Yeah, I think um, any, I think you. It's going is he will weirdly if anything improve to Essendon's almost scoring ability yeah. as well I think because he's just gonna they're gonna start playing that real what we call slingshot footy aren't they yeah. Where they just get the ball and they just throw it forward <laughs> as quickly as they possibly can and Adam Sard's gonna be really is gonna be really good for that yeah um, definitely he will obviously be playing on the halfback f- flank, flank. Yeah, yeah. could
1: you see him could you see him moving in
0: any Working other position the
1: midfield probably not I mean the Dons already have. Like a pretty settled midfield, uh, w- and with you know, Smith potentially stringing to work into there, they mm. do sort of like a little bit of outside run on um, in the midfield, so he could potentially work in there. Yep, but I think it's not he's, he's going to come to the club, yeah, here. exactly. He's going to be taking the kick-ins, have it going for runs out of the mm. halfback fl- on the halfback flank. Yeah, I, I think as an
0: Essendon fan, I'd be excited to yeah. see Sard. Definitely. Mm, and I think, yeah, I think um, having a look at that discussion, he's much more of a better fit at Essendon. Like, not that he won't, you know, not that he won't grow and become a better player at Carlton, but I think yeah. he's just going to work. Everything's going to work in his favour a little bit more at Essendon. But do they go for Sade or do they go for Stringer? Who do they put their resources into?
1: Well, That's the I think they're, they're trying they're they? to do both. They're trying they to are. do both. And I think they should be able to land both, considering they've got this pick 24 now. They may have to give up 24 for side, but I think, yeah, as I said before, that Francis trade is potentially key, isn't it? Yeah, it is key. Potentially getting that pick 18, which I think they would be able to accept considering they get, you know, there's other picks added on, as we've seen mm. with the yeah. the uh, Smiths trade and also the the Lever trade. It's a lot more complex than just a, a yeah. pick for a player, but... Anyway, we'll move on to Stuart Cramery, who I uh, spoke on AFL Trade Radio this morning. Yeah, and he had some interesting things to say, he didn't he? did, he did. And, I mean, his future still hangs in the balance because he hasn't been guaranteed a contract for next year. And he is unsure of whether he's a required player at the Dogs. He was asked the question whether he could potentially move back to the Dons. Would he be open to that? And he said he would welcome it. He said if they're willing to you know, open their doors to him... He'd be more than willing to go. But in saying that, he's also open to playing at any club. Mm. The thing is, that when I heard this, it what out of me I was just thinking, do they even need him?
0: Well, they like, have got, what, Stewart? Um,
1: oh, yeah, if he went James to... James Stewart, yeah. yeah. If like he went James to the Bombers, Stewart, yeah. Stringer, Danner, potentially Hooker in that forward line. I just don't see why they even need him. They don't need another S or, and you know, I or call
0: Stewart the, four at the yeah. fourth
1: S. <laughs> So the four S- yeah, yeah, there's too many
0: S's at Essendon. Um but the other thing is and looking from Crummer's perspective, um he played twenty two games in his first year at yeah. the Doggies, went down to eighteen and then didn't play any twenty sixteen, so he missed out on a grand final. And yeah. then this year he, that
1: was that was because of injury.
0: Yeah. So. That, yeah. Exactly, yeah, because of injury, but he misses out on a grand yeah. final, so he's thrown out. Oh no,
1: sorry, that was no, no, that was actually because of the um that was because of the drug ban, sorry. Oh uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. so
0: that was because of the drug ban. So yeah. either way he's missed out on a year of footy. Yeah. And unlike a lot of his teammates who came back at Essendon and played good, consistent footy, he's only played two games this year. Yeah. It's a bit kicked. to do with
1: injury as well, but... but yeah.
0: But he's only uh, yeah, kicked we'll, one goal in we'll two to, games. We'll get yeah. to a
1: Bulldogs uh, best 22 later, and w- it will remain to be seen whether he's in that 22 or whether
0: he's in the yeah. frame for that 22. But in terms of Cramery, where does he go? if he And can't? who needs him?
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's, has yeah. the Has the game passed him? I mean, like... Whether he's lost that fitness base from mm-hmm. twenty sixteen, whether injuries have just crueled him so much to the point where he can't get I'm back to playing, and I yeah. mean he's what twenty nine at the
0: moment. He is. He is was. That right? Yeah, he was. Uh, he's. Um. Sorry. He's, I'm trying to read here. He was born in eighty eight. Yeah. So yeah. Twenty nine. Yeah,
1: yeah. So twenty nine. Turning thirty next year. They already have cloak at the at um at the doggies, who's probably going to stay there a year. Would they keep him on? Like, it, like, the fact that, the fact that they like stringing him along like this—pardon mm. the pun—because Stringer may actually be crucial to this. If they, if keep he Stringer, leaves, yeah, or if, will, uh, they're not keeping Stringer. Yeah, does he stay
0: if Stringer goes? That's, I think, yeah. Well, it's it's that's it's a hard question to ask. If if in any world Stringer was to stay there'd be no need for Cramery at all. We yeah. can confirm that as much, but obviously Stringer's going to go. But if he goes, does he go to a Carlton, maybe? Because Carlton, we said, we, Carlton do need some sort of o- different option going forward, mm. don't they? Because, I mean, they have, they do have a really good defence send that up and they can deliver the ball well. Yeah. And it would suit someone like Cramery.
1: Yeah, and I mean, but, I would see Cramery probably playing more up the ground, whereas, say, like, oh, like but you've also got Kaz Bolt leading up the ground, is there it's, space for both yeah, doing the same thing? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's the thing. And so I think Casbolt's about 27, so a couple of years younger. Mm. But it would help, you know, the likes of, you know, Harry Mackay coming through. But, like, also just, like, steal a game from them as mm. well.
0: Yeah. Or alternatively, the other name that we've thrown up here is Collingwood. And yeah. that would be a real left of field option. Yeah, it, I reckon it, it would be. be but it's
1: not the worst call because Darcy Moore, you know, he was had so much responsibility and thrust it onto him as that uh, number one key forward when Travis Clark left. Yeah, like yeah. it's not exactly. It's not gonna. You know. The only
0: other thing is I would say is that they've already you know thrown so much in, um into Mason Cox as well. Yeah, I, 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 but like, I really who can't would you prefer
1: to kick the ball to forward? Would you prefer to kick it to? Cramery or Cox. Well, I mean personally,
0: I'd prefer to kick it to Cramery, <laughs> yeah, but obviously exactly Collingwood right. and Bucks have said they'd rather kick it to Max and yeah. Cox, and almost every second. And I can't see um, Bucks being sort of sort of letting Cramery take games off Cox. Yeah, I, I really can't see that happening. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say. But he's the thing is, the
1: thing is with him, he's a delisted free agent, so you can pick him up for for, for peanuts, really. Like yeah. if he is delisted, that is, mm. which I'd say he is will, looking I like think he would he will be. be yeah. Um, anyway, uh, moving on to news yesterday as well. Tom Rockliffe yes. has uh, officially joined Port Adelaide. Mm-hmm. It was actually just after our show yesterday. I remember checking my phone a minute later and then bang. Yeah, the if we'd news been on air for one more
0: minute, we could have broken and We actually went Tom over time yesterday as well. So I know. If that's we'd that's been on for a little bit. bit longer, we could have been breaking news. We could have been newsbreakers uh, in the footy and
1: world. And do, do you think he slots into that midfield brigade? Do you think he starts
0: midfield or do you think he starts forward? Well, as we said yesterday, there's a lot of very similar... Bulldog type players in that um, Port Adelaide midfield that just yeah. sort of get the ball. Um, the one thing I did say about Rockliffe that uh, one thing I did was that he wasn't always the best user of the ball. He would get a lot of yeah, he get, get a lot of he get a great lot of pill. Doesn't
1: mind a bit of dream team. Though. Oh, exactly. <laughs>
0: he's a great dream team player in that he would get the ball and then he's effective. Hoist it on the boot, bang. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so, and, but they've already got a lot of similar kind of players in that midfield. Yeah, uh, going forward. He he is. I've been impressed with him this year. Watching him play going forward, yeah. I think he does have ability going yeah. forwards. Again, though, you're looking at a forward line that's got you know similar sized players to him in, you know like Wingard.
1: Yeah, Gray as well. Gray, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's. <coughs> I don't know. I'd probably.
0: I can prefer... see him being a bit of a swingman, doing both.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. He definitely will work forward and back. Uh, sorry, forward and midfield. I'd say he plays more midfield though, and like you know Travis Boke probably mm. I see playing more more forward potentially. See,
0: I would have thought maybe Rockcliffe going forward, maybe, uh, maybe and Boken in the midfield. May, and broke in the midfield. Uh, if I was if I was going to do that because you wouldn't want to, you know, maybe and then maybe like slowly bring him into that midfield and sort of like make it work a bit more around him starting yeah. off in the forward line. Um the the one thing obviously with both the ground is that he will be playing in both positions. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um but I think he's I think he's a bit underrated as a yeah, forward. Oh, I think he's I think he's very underrated as a forward. He didn't quite show it this year. But yeah. I think I, I do think there's the ability to And here we have areas. a an,
1: we're on move on to another star of the competition. Zach Clark. Her? Uh <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Zach Clark who was listed from the Dockers. Mm-hmm. There are there is some interest in some other clubs. I'm not sure this isn't exactly like clubs that are screaming his name and, you know, calling for him to join their club. But there are some clubs after an experienced ruckman like him, like the Giants, especially with that, the news of Shane Mumford potentially being on the edge of retirement with his injuries, uh, the Brisbane Lions, I've got a couple of young Ruckman, but also Stefan Martin, uh, the Swans, yeah. Carlton, the D's, the uh, Richmond with uh, Ivan Marich um, yeah, out the door, dropping off, again, yeah. and also the Bulldogs, I guess, with you know, they've just got those a couple of those Ruckman that are you know, so so. Mm. So, I mean, he could be handy backup. What do you reckon, Samuel?
0: Well. He has shown the ability to actually play some really good footy. I think it's um back in twenty fourteen, mm. he where he played uh twenty one games and averaged you know twelve and a half touches and.
1: It's not as as all too really bad. bad. And like, the year
0: before that, he averaged you know twenty one hitouts, which is not bad as a backup right yeah, to Sandy. Exactly. He was playing. Like, he would have played a lot of those games with
1: Sandy as well.
0: Yep. H- how many games did he actually play this year? Was it like so in total in uh so twenty sixteen he played thirteen games. And yeah, didn't, play any 20th, this year. didn't play any this year. Yeah, hasn't played 40 That's this year. That's the
1: thing that Jonathan Griffin was ahead of him, which mm. is again saying a lot. They and also Sean Darcy, the ruckman who was recently drafted, was ahead of him. Like I these He's players, only, yeah. these delisted free agents, or these uh obviously De- desperate for opportunity. Was but they're so to... hard to
0: read as players, aren't they? Because yeah. you're not sure really exactly. where, in reality. He would, where he would
1: be purely a he'd be a third or fourth ruckman. Like he'd be playing most of his time in the Magoo's. And mm. whether he gets a game to rema- would r- remain to be seen, but I think he could be. A- he's, he's adequate cover. That's he's ad- sure.
0: I mean, at, but and also at the end of the end of the day, he is a 27 year old mm. third choice ruckman who's yeah. only played a 101 games since his debut. That's not
1: actually not too bad. Like you know, you'd be mm. happy with that, right?
0: Since 2009. Yeah. So still. So I think, but I do remember him playing good, like not playing yeah. bad footy at all when he was good. I should remember seeing him at the
1: gym once. Uh, over at, really? Uh, yeah, over at uh, Forest Hill.
0: What, did you bench more than him?
1: <laughs> no, no, I didn't at all. Oh, hey, yeah, I don't you think should have meant to say yes because it's but. radio
0: and no one can actually see you. So you can say you're as big as you want. <laughs> um, but that ends up the weird Zach Clark discussion yeah. <laughs> that we just had there. We haven't really given you an answer as <laughs> to where we think he's going to go. Yeah, you, there's okay, no right. Roof. One word, is he going to go somewhere? Yes or no? Or is, is this Zach Clark done?
1: Uh, I'd s- uh, no. I'm gonna
0: I'd, go no. No, I'm gonna go no as well. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go. pick Jonathan Griffin
1: over him. So yeah, no.
0: as, as any reasonable recruiter is gonna look at him and go, couldn't get a game. Of Jonathan Griffin hasn't played yeah. in every year. Don't no, really want him. He's not gonna not. do much. Yeah, no. Um, and one last sort of just weird quickly,
1: this one, yeah, is I, a
0: weird. One Nick Del Santo today says that Melbourne should make a play for Ryan Griffin. That's whew. That's a weird rumor, isn't he, it?
1: Since moving over to the Giants, he has he hasn't had a good opportunity. Like he's just been injured. Remember, he was the Dogs skipper uh, in 2014 before he moved over to the Giants. Yeah, that's and awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 funny. Like you forget that, don't you? Like he was one of, well, he wasn't one of the best players in the competition, but he was one of the top three to five players I would have thought. And now the Giants, like he's hardly cracking, like hardly getting a game. But that's p- more because of injury, obviously. But mm-hmm. he's not one of their premier midfielders by any stretch of the imagination. It maybe it's worth a crack.
0: I don't know. It's 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 one of those things. I just it's just uh, it's it, a, it is rumor though. It, it smells like he's just sort of trying to make a rumor out of it. throwing it out there. Yeah, sort know. of like throwing it out there as opposed to any sort of certainty. Um, but that concludes a fairly in-depth analysis yeah. of today's That's news. There's a, news. There was a lot like, of news. Yes, there was a lot of news we had to cover. We're going to come back. And which two clubs do we have in focus when we come back? We do.
1: We have Saints and the Bulldogs we'll be taking a look at. So yep. fans of them, stay yep, tuned. Stay tuned but, oh, everyone stay tuned. Exactly, everyone stay tuned. But. But, in, but first off, we're going to start with the Saints. Who are they going to get? Well, the thing is, they're not really going to get anyone. Like They've been in talks with Michael Talia um, out of the Bulldogs in Sydney, uh, well, d- obviously delisted by them. And I think this would probably shore up their back stocks okay. They've uh they've also uh still in the hunt for Adam Tomlinson for uh from the Giants, even though the Giants took him off the table. It may be a very good fit. Like he's a running machine just like uh Nick Rewald. Obviously not in the same ability as Jack uh, as, as Nick Rewalt, but who knows? They could land him, but he's still uh two years into a contract, so. Uh who they'll lose. Well, the um Joe uh, Joe Baker Thomas delisted, Nick Coghlan delisted, Sean Dempster retired. He'll be actually be a, quite a big loss for them in their defence. Lee Montagna retired, and again another big loss in their defence. And uh, Nick Rewalt, who is pretty much irreplaceable. Last year he was phenomenal. This year he had some injury issues, but he was still uh, uh, still a gun. Armitage has been floated in uh, trade discussions. I still think he stays though. He was out for the whole year this year. We forget that, you know, he, he's added into their midfield next year. Pick seven and eight they possess, uh, Saints, and there has been talk about them potentially using one of them, you know, to lure a big fish. It doesn't look like they're going to. It looks like they're gonna just use these two picks and go into the draft. But anyway, we come to the moment that we've all been waiting for. Huge moment. The best twenty two. Drum roll. Drum roll. Starting at the back. Starting at the back line, we've got Jaron Geary, old Mr. Dependable, Nathan J. Brown, Dylan Robin, who had an absolute stellar season across the halfback flank, Shane Savage, halfback, Jake Carlisle, who had a quite an underratedly good year, I thought, at a uh, centre-half back, Jimmy Webster makes up the, the rest of the defence, uh, in the, the, the centre-line now, Jack Billings on the wing, uh, seen playing a pivotal role for the next 10 years for the Saners. David Armitage slots into the, um, the centre position. Jack Noons on the other wing, or Noons as that BT likes to call him. Half forward, we we've got Kobe Stevens, centre half forward, Tim Membry, and then Jack Sinclair, who had a quite a good season as well. Um, I reckon he'll be uh, exceptional in the next few seasons. Uh, Jay Gresham, forward pocket. Paddy McCartan, full forward, and Josh Bruce, the other on the other pocket. Billy Longer uh, in the ruck, S- Seb Ross and Jack Stephen also on the ball. And on the interchange, we've got Jack Steele, Luke Dunstan, Blake Akers, and uh, a potential draftee for them, Jaden.
0: Stephenson. Oh, you're calling it? You're calling the Jadon Stephenson? We'll, we'll discuss saint. it a little bit later, but I think he made a slot yep. in there round one. So you've got some, they, un- so you got some interesting choices here. Yeah. In terms of our unlucky to misses, we've got Hickey, Dan McKenzie, Sam Gilbert, Hugh Goddard, Nathan Freeman. Sam Gilbert... He did play 18 games this year. He did. C- couldn't find a spot for him. <coughs> but, I mean, his ball use, like, has frustrated Saints fans for years.
1: And, I mean, you're better off having, say, like, a Nunes or even, like, you know, a Stevenson coming in who uh, can provide that run better than Gilbert can. I think he's uh, turning 30 or 31 next year. You're better off bringing a bloody young kid, I reckon, than Sam Gilbert. He'll They'll produce similar and also you're getting that development as well.
0: I've chosen Billy Longer over Hickey. Yeah, well, explain that one to me, Dan. Because, I mean, Billy Longer is a good ruckman, and Tom Hickey's career hasn't really sort of gone in the way we're expecting yeah, it to. Yeah, I mean, Billy Longer
1: in- Billy Long is the human handballer. He doesn't he doesn't like to kick very much. He gets the 15 handballs one kick a game. But Tom Hickey, the, he was the number one ruck at the start of the year. And then I'm not sure what happened. I, I think it was he got injured at one stage, and then he just wasn't in the side anymore. Billy Longa started doing well. Then Tom Hickey gets a chance against the Bombers. I'm thinking, okay, he's going to destroy Tom Bell Chambers here. And he got absolutely pants. It was shocking. Like, it was just ridiculous. I mean, and then we also look at uh, Paddy McCartan, full forward. That's probably the other contentious one. Yeah. like
0: ooh. Yeah, he has kicked, what is it, 22 goals in his first 22 games. Yeah. Um, we're going to discuss him quite a lot in what they need. Yeah, because exactly. Because I think... I don't think it's contentious that he's in, cause yeah, because especially with Rewald out as well, mm-hmm. they need that third tool. Um, but in, in, I think it's the bigger discussion around McCartan is what do they need from him in this coming season? Because yeah. he will be he will be there round one, and you it's just he's a he's a classic kind of shaggy operator, isn't yeah. he? Just a young young gun going to be a gun forward who hasn't really sort of performed yeah, in his yeah, first. Yeah, exactly. Two it remains to
1: be seen where it'll be a gun, yeah. but um, anyway, St Kilda, what do they have though? They've got a lot of inside midfielders. They recruited uh, Jack Steele last year. I absolutely love to have a bit of a man crush on him. Um, and that was for pick, essentially pick 26 this year. So they're laughing there. That's great. Uh, I couldn't quite fit him on the field with the other midfield talent they have. Seb Ross wins footy for fun. He took out the best and fairest um, a few nights ago. Had an extremely underrated season. And he's one that I reckon will just continue to step up. Um, they have... Despite losing Rewell, they do have key forwards in McCartan, Membry, and Bruce. Yeah. Maybe if one, And also Josh Battle in the wings too. He didn't have a great uh, game when he came played last year, but at the same time, he will develop. And I think he's going to be a, a solid uh, selection for them as well. They have Ruckman as well. They've got too many Ruckman. They've got Billy Longer, Tom Hickey, uh, Jason Holmes, the American, and also Lewis Pierce, who has... P- I uh, played a couple of games, I think, over a few years. It's almost too many. Like you can almost afford to give away Hickey, you know, a bit of trade bait there mm, and get a good say, selection. You see
0: him? Could you see him going out for someone that they need? As, uh, one of these four big plays going out for someone that they need. Yeah,
1: I mean, Hickey, like, uh, it could be like a Hickey for like a second rounder, one of g a second rounders. So it's not um, or a, Lob doing the rucking or yeah, Dawson exactly. doing the rucking for the Yeah, exactly. Or
0: as a bit of um, as a bit of incentive to go with another pick for some players that they're going to need. And yeah. what are those players that they're going to need?
1: Well, they need an A grader. I still don't I still look at that team and I don't see like an, an, an A grader there. Yeah, Jack, Jack Steven, Stephen, he yeah. doesn't really
0: scream to me A grade midfielder, does well, he? Well,
1: like, he did a couple in like, you know, years past, he did, but last season he was just extremely poor. And we'll get to him a bit later as well. Um they they need a midfielder like especially who's one who's good on the outside and just one that oozes class. I mean, they have Billings but he's their only real runner and, you know, prime ball user into the 50, I think. I, And he's going to be an absolute star. I um, can't say that enough. They have defensive depth as well. I mean, like, oh, sorry, what they, no, they need defensive depth. And, you know, that's why they're in talks with Michael Talia. That proves they may be getting a little bit desperate there. They can't rely on Hugh Goddard, who was, I believe, a first-round selection to get his body right. If he does get his body right, I'd you know, I'd say he's probably going into that best twenty two, you know, into that frame. Um, and they also like really need a class user of half back to fill Montagna's void. Mm-hmm. And I mean, who are they gonna target in the draft? They got picked seven and eight. Um, they got a the big chance to bolster their stocks. Jaden Stevenson, I reckon, is one that they should look at. The reasoning for him here, like he just he provides that outside run that the Saints sorely need. And I mean, he also can mark forward and it looks like a, a fair, reasonably complete player. Brando as well. We don't know exactly what side and end of the ground Jared Brando pl- plays his best footy at, but I think he could has the capacity to play, you know, back and forward quite well. And in a few years, you know, he could be a, a good defender or forward. Darcy Fogarty as well is another they could look at, and he was touted about uh, that number one selection probably halfway through the mm-hmm.
0: year. Okay. Yeah, that's, so, so there's so there's plenty of options there. Yeah, especially p- for
1: 7-8. and eight, They've got two mm. picks, so...
0: I guess the only problem there is that is that after 7-8, they're not really going to be get, yeah. getting many more quality players in. They, they'll they get two quality players in, and they'll sort of just be looking at depth players, essentially, yeah. in those 15-62 game um, region. What about in terms of what needs to happen for the club next well,
1: year? Well, I, I mentioned it before about Jack Stephens' poor year. I think he just needs to recapture his 2015 form. He averaged uh, 91 champion data ranking points this season compared to last year where he averaged 103 and he averaged 104, wow. I think, the year before that. It's only a two-possession differential between those two years, but his impact was just significantly less. And I think, like, taggers do get the best of him, but I th- feel like he needs to have a, you know, whether it's bringing that mullet back, I don't know. <laughs> like, he just <laughs> needs to have a good preseason and knuckle down and, like, be that potential A grader for all the Saints. Well, what can't happen? They can't stagnate again. They went from ninth to eleventh. Like there were, you know, there was hopes of the Saints after this rebuild pe- in this rebuild period. There was hopes that they were going to leap into the top eight. Mm-hmm. They were sort of, you know, on the same level as the D's, and the Ds even were. though the D's didn't make it, the D's performed much
0: better, than that. Yeah, they?
1: exactly right. And I've also put down here Paddy McCartan's concussion woes can't ha- can't continue. Like he's just he's had no luck. You know, 22 games in his first couple of years, like or first few years, and I mean, like, he just needs some con- continuity in his footy because obviously he's not like your lead up the ground forward. He needs to improve his fitness base a bit, but he obviously has that talent. He was selected with the first pick, um, so he just needs to get on the uh, remain on the park. Predictions like their best case scenario is probably 14 wins. I can see them, you know getting A That's good a run on, wins,
0: yeah.
1: The yeah. worst case is nine, which is absolutely backwards, and you know, they've already mm-hmm. gone backwards this year.
0: What's your prediction?
1: prediction? Oh, I see them, I can't see them tra- transitioning to the next level because they don't have that a grader and they're not really linked to anyone in this trade period other than Adam Tomlinson potentially, and he's probably not going to get them into that
0: yep. top eight bracket. So, th- in ter- so, in terms of a ladder position, you've gone a 10th. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: I've finished finishing tenth, which a is frustrating. Tenth, yeah, well. yeah, a frustrating tenth, and you know, like it's just hard to see how they're going to get into jump into the next bracket without mm-hmm. another star player. Yep.
0: Now we've got a bit of time left. We and do. We've got enough time to go through the Western Bulldogs. I reckon we do. We yeah. do. We definitely do. You're going to power through them, yeah, we are. aren't you, Dan? Um, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be short on analysis. of course, of the former premiers. Um, so. In terms of who they're going to get,
1: well, they've already landed Jackson Trengove, and I see him. Pr- I see him fitting into their their back six, uh, like maybe not comfortably, but I'd see him fitting into that back six. Hayden Crozier from the Dockers has also been linked to them. I think a p- third round, second late, uh, mid to late second round will get that deal done. There's apparently been a bit of interest for Shacky as well, which is understandable mm-hmm. considering. Everyone seems to be interested in Shaqie right now. No, everyone doesn't seem everyone to be everyone doesn't you. want to be interested. <laughs> no one wants everyone to everyone's been
0: linked to Shaqie, but no one yeah, wants Yeah, <laughs> Exactly right.
1: I think all the yeah, he's doing he's doing all the interviews with the uh, Melbourne clubs. And they're the only ones that are really relatively interested. Who they'll lose? Um Matthew Boyd, retirement, uh Robert Murphy as well is a quite a big loss. And uh then just there to listings. Jake Stringer is also a massive loss, obviously, yep. with uh, to the Dons. Mitch Honeychurch. Mitch Honeychurch has been linked to the Giants. Lucas
0: Webb, potentially, to the Gold and Coast. Crammery. He's another one who hasn't been given an opportunity. And, and Crammery, In probably, yeah, to the bin. To the well, bin, unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> with all those changes to their team, who's going to be their best 22 for next year?
1: Hold on. All right. For the back line, we'll race through this one. We've got uh, Shane Biggs, Marcus Adams, Ethan Wood, halfback flank, we've got Matthew Suckling, Jackson Trengo sliding in on the centre half back, and Jason Johannesson. centre. We we've got Bailey Dale, who had a, you know, he's he's going to be a really good player, I think. Lockie Hunter and Caleb Daniel half forwards. Luke Dalhouse, Jack Redpath and Mitch Wallace. He'll float into that midfield mix. Same with Dalhouse. Um, Liam Pickin, uh, Tom Boyd, Zane Cordy. I've got Zane Cordy forward. I think he played his best footy forward. And with Trengo in now, they don't need to play him in the back line. Uh, Rucks. I've got uh, Jordan Roughhead. Jack McRae and, and Marcus Bonson-Pelly. And, and with the interchange, we've got Dale Morris, Lin Jong, Tom Libertore just sneaks in there after mm-hmm. a very poor year, and Toby McLean, who, you know,
0: excelled. And then in terms of the unlucky misses, we've got Baylor Williams, Hayden Crozier, We don't think he'll make an immediate impact when he comes over yeah. from the Dockers, Lewis Young, Tory Dixon, he's fallen off quite badly since that Premiership year, yeah. Clay Smith. Mitch Honeychurch, we think he might be on the way out anyway. Lipinski and Fletcher Roberts. So just a quick point of contention here, Dan, I want to ask you. Uh, Tory Dixon, does he even deserve to be on the bench? Does he deserve to be on the bench? Probably not. I mean, at
1: times he wasn't even getting games in their best 22. He was, I think he had injury troubles during the year. But at the same time, he, then when he was fit, he wasn't getting consistent games yep. for them. So I'd prefer to have, you know, like a Wallace or a Dalhouse. is going to put on that pressure and then have like a Zane Cordy as that third lead up yep. sort of tool?
0: Um, in terms of Jackson Trengrove, I'd be a bit nervous about him He's not not necessarily yeah, he's not, a shorter he's not game.
1: Extremely mobile. Yeah. Like Fletcher Roberts could easily overtake him, I think, and that's why I reckon they're overpaying him. Yep. Five hundred thousand over over for four a,
0: years. For not guaranteed. Or two start million over paying, four years for
1: yeah. so five hundred thousand a year. Is, and, is too much.
0: And the only other big question is, of course, is where Cloak and Cramery do fit into this That's team. That's the thing. They don't. We, they <laughs> don't, do they? Um, but <coughs> that sounds like a solid 22, Dan. So what do they have? Well, they have so much of the same player. Mm-hmm. So where half of their team is half forward flankers
1: just rotating into the midfield, like Dalhouse, Wallace, McLean, Liberatore, Jong, Honeychurch, Clay Smith, Lucas Webb. I could probably go on all day if I wanted to, if we had enough time obviously a couple of these guys are going to go but it's too much of the same player like and like a lot of, you could you'd argue a lot of these guys don't have like that exceptional ball use which is mm-hmm. you know limiting them for sure they have tall defenders and especially with Jackson Trengo coming to the club they've got Lewis Young in the wings he was another very unlucky one there he'd played some exceptional footy when he burst onto the scene of oh, this season Fletcher Roberts and also uh Easton Wood Easton, there yep. Um, but what do they need? They need a key forward, and like they have Tom Boyd, they got Jackson Red, um, Redpath, Jack Redpath playing, uh, but there's none really on the market with experience. Like, mm-hmm. and they also need a bit of class on the outside. Like they're just filled with hunter gatherers, as I mentioned before. Just quickly, who they'll target in the
0: draft. So they've got, they've got picks got, 9, 27, and 40, don't they? That
1: is correct, Samuel. And I think Nick Coffield is one they should target. Suckling's mm-hmm. ageing, and they lack class ball use on the outside, and with Boyd and Murphy's retirement as well. He uses the ball exceptionally well, and he showed that during the uh, the NAB Under-18s uh, All-Stars match on grand uh, Grand final day. They could also consider Lockie O'Brien, but that's probably a bit early for him at mm-hmm. 9. If not, uh Darcy Fogarty um as a is a potential stringer replacement. Yep. he He's that third tall, he's strong, he's powerful, he's got those sort of package like traits. But uh, it's hard to assess his draft year. He hasn't he's been injured and uh didn't have a great championship.
0: Yep. But in terms of what needs to happen, Tom Boyd needs to be feared, doesn't he? He needs to go back to that twenty sixth grand final twenty sixteen grand final. Exactly.
1: Points. I mean like, you know, he won them a grand final pretty much off his bat off his own bat there. And whether they're throwing him into the rock, but who knows? He's just got to have an influence. He can't be in their VFL side. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, yep. it's not right.
0: And also that manic uh, tackling pressure. Oh, 100%. Forward, it, it
1: wasn't, it was a bit non-existent, like, towards the back end of the season, especially. Um, and I mean, like, you know, they'll get, they'll see hope, they'll have a bit of hope from the Tigers winning the flag as well. as when Yep. It, as well as, you know, themselves
0: winning the flag the year before. So in ter- So in all of that, you've put that all together. What's your predictions for the Doggies? Well, their best-case scenario is
1: sort of like the Saints. are in the same sort of, or maybe not the same bracket, but they are young. Their best-case scenario is probably 14 wins. If they can really get together, seeing what the Tigers did this year as well, they do have a lot of those tackling forwards um, that can go, go into the midfield. And, you know, it may not matter that they don't have the tools necessarily. Um, I think a prediction for me is 12 wins. Like, you know, as I said, we give some hope. Board but I think they're probably around that 9-10 to 10 bracket again. So you see
0: them being a real St Kilda doggies. Yeah. Very like similar to Frustrating again. I, I, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to make it's gonna finals. It's
0: going to be a painful... It's going to be a sort of a real frustrating year for those two teams, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well done, Daniel. You've comprehensively wrapped up two teams in about 13 minutes. <laughs> Everything... Yeah. And we've come to the same conclusion for both of them, that they're going to be frustrated and not make finals next no, year. No, let's...
1: let's we're, we're really thinking on our feet really here. Really thinking on our yep. feet here.
0: And we're going to kick off with the first question. Who would you go to in Adam Sard's position? Blues Blues or Dons? I would go Dons. Dons. I would go Blues. I mean, sorry, Dons. dons. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Blues are already solid in defense. Will Ferner better in the Dons. Yeah. Second question. Is trading future first round as a good idea? I think it's a good idea if you're in
1: the window, like the Ds. That's a big tick.
0: The Mm -hmm. Hawks last year, though, that was a massive cross. Massive. Big error, wasn't it? And for me, I think I need... Only if you're in a position to do so. Trading future picks seems like taking out a loan. You know, you might come off right now. You get what you want right now, but you sort of put a bit of you sort of put yeah, away it's the problem. baggage there. Isn't yeah, it? and also it's kind of just like a better out of sight, out of mind kind of trade, and it kind of makes you feel better about maybe paying a little bit too much for a player. Yeah, I exactly think. Right. And also, now this, is,
1: this is my last uh, question. I this is a this bit left you to just...
0: feel because this is not necessarily cricket. I mean, this is a bit cricket.
1: Yeah. Who would you prefer to be? Jake Lever playing the Crows at Adelaide Oval in, in round
0: one, which it probably will be? Mm-hmm. Or Stuart Broad versus the Aussies at uh, Adelaide Oval getting angled? Yeah. To be honest with you, I haven't, I don't want to pick between the two because both those prospects seem not very attractive. <laughs> but I just want to make it very clear I'd rather be Jake Lever or Stuart Bloke. <laughs> Stuart broad <laughs> over Ben Stokes right now. Whatever. I'd rather, happens, than ben, rather, than ben Stokes. I rather be them than, than Ben Stokes. At <laughs> least they're both playing uh at least they're both playing their respective sports. Yeah, now thank true. you so much for listening. Yeah,
1: thank you so much. And you can tune in tomorrow, three to uh, same time, three to four.
0: Uh I don't think are you on tomorrow, Samuel? I think I might be on tomorrow. I am not sure I'm not on tomorrow. tomorrow. Um I've, so that's a my ju- voice is cool. Fans of Dan. Don't, that's Don't even bother listening. No, no, you definitely should bother listening because you'll get to hear <coughs> some different voices. But thank you so much for listening to The Trade Table, C9.7 FM. Um, you can catch up with us on the podcast, which is doing very well. Absolutely can, yeah. And um, give us a five-star <coughs> five review. Yeah, so and, you and if you want to have that any point. questions, actually, we're going to answer one question now so that we can justify you writing in. We had a question about the Archie deal. We haven't heard anything about it yet. Yeah, we haven't heard had anything, anything about it yet. So there you are. We do answer your questions, even if it is right at the end. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you later.
1: Thanks for listening to The Trade Table table on sin 90.7 the home of everything
0: you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by afl trdon like us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on twitter at the trade table